With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Right, well, I'm looking forward to dissecting all things sport this morning with Otago cult hero and former Scotland international Brendan Laney and News Hub's Christchurch Bureau Chief Mike Thorpe. Nice to have you both with us this morning. I guess, firstly, um, Thorpe, we'll start with you. What do you make of the world rugby coaches' merry-go-round? I mean, it's fascinating soap opera drama at the moment isn't it and the one name I guess that we're all sort of wondering who's going to wind up where is where does Razor Robinson sort of fit into this Uh, and he is being I guess linked by media to a number of jobs England being one of them is that a possibility we know he's in line for an All Blacks job at some stage I think Aussies popped up uh, as as being a possibility as well so uh, it's fascinating stuff Eddie Jones also is now going to go rogue, right? So having left the English job, where could he wind up? Could Aussie welcome him back into into the fold after the World Cup next year, maybe even before the World Cup next year? It's, it's been quite boring for a while, and now it's utterly fascinating. Uh, if, if we speculate a wee bit about where Robertson could go, the one thing for me is he's living in a very insulated sort of environment here in, uh, in New Zealand. And if he thinks he's under pressure here um, from certain factions, including the media, boy, would he be in for a rude awakening if he took up the English job. It would be pressure like he's never known and uh, uh, in scrutiny like he's never seen before. So fascinating few months ahead of us. Yeah, and Brendan, I guess that leads me to my next question, is that Razor is someone who's had so much success here in New Zealand and very rarely have things gone wrong. But that that international level is a whole other beast, isn't it? How do you think he would go in that right. sort of environment? Well, look, at the end of the day, you're right. Um, you know, Razor's only really been coaching in New Zealand, but, look, at the end of the day, his record stands for itself. You know, you don't, you don't get seven championships without doing something right. Um, I think we also have to look at what he's done with the Crusaders, like... He hasn't just had the same team over that period of time. He's, yes, it's been the core, but look at the guys he's brought in and have gone on to be All Blacks and and, uh, and perform for him, and, and young guys who have really performed for him as well. So I, I think wherever he, he did go, um, be it Aussie, be it Scotland, or, or, or be it England, I think he would uh, drag those guys together 
and um, and they perform for him. So um, I, I honestly think it is the next step for for Ray's. He's been around a while now. He wants to challenge himself, and um, I think the interesting thing is is what it, what it's made the New Zealand rugby have to do. They've had to actually look at their coaches and the way they select their coaches. Because usually they've done it after the after a World Cup or or. You know, they've, they've waited and had people actually apply. Well, they're in a different position at the moment because of the way the rest of the world has gone. So, look, I, I think it's actually really interesting and, and I think it's forced New Zealand rugby's hand, um, which is actually a really good thing because they need it to be forced a bit. Yeah, do you think we can, just and on that, Brendan, do you think we can read into the fact he was named National Men's Coach of the Year at the Rugby Awards or do you think that was just a given? Oh, look! At the end of the day, I think I think there's uh, there was definitely some other guys that probably could have got that award as well. We're very uh, we're very lucky in New Zealand rugby. We've got some pretty good uh, talent, haven't we? When it comes to coaches, but um, look, Razor's records, like I said, stands for itself, and he deserved that deserved that accolade. And um, look, I don't think that really had much to do whether he was going to be uh, sticking around or not. So it's just cool to see him. Uh, have an opportunity at that hopefully international level now, whether that's with the All Blacks or with uh, with maybe another country. Um, I know Scotland with Gregor Townsend, he's uh, he's coming off his contract as well, so there's opportunities elsewhere. So um, I think the the interesting part, like I said, is that New Zealand rugby is going to have to do something sooner rather than later, and um, and it's probably forced their hand a bit, which is. Uh, which is uh, really, I think it's been, yeah, quite intriguing. Yeah, Thorpey, Warren Gatlin's uh, comments wouldn't have helped that cause for New Zealand rugby, that's for sure. He couldn't help but leave a bit of a parting barb to them uh, in the form of endorsing Razor earlier in the week. I guess you you said soap opera opera before, and I agree with you, but what did you kind of make of those comments? I just thought it was the truth. You know, I I thought it was a, a great press conference for the fact that and, and Gatlin's not necessarily known for mincing his words anyway, but he just came out and said what everyone thought or had been thinking for the last 12, 18, 24 months. Um, it was refreshing just to hear him speak honestly. You, you couldn't argue against anything he said. And, and what the way he spoke is a total contrast to the way Mark Robinson speaks, you know, who's almost come out of the John Mitchell school of how to say nothing at all, you know, and... Um, so, so just to, to, to hear Gatlin be um, refreshingly honest, I was like, well, this has been missing for, for way too long. And he was right. He was absolutely bang on the money. If there's one guy who's knocking the door down saying, give me the job, it's him. And he has been for some time. Not only does he have the record, as Brendan um, spoke about before, but man, has he got a public backing. Like, I can't remember a coach, maybe Graham Henry had a push, who had the same sort of public support that, that Razor would have getting the top job here. Razor's also said this week, Thorpey, that he wants to stay with the Crusaders. And I genuinely feel like I believe that. And But there has been a lot of chat about it. Well, he would say that, but if a job comes up, do you agree that he genuinely would want to stay here till well, he wants the All Blacks job, doesn't he? So the Crusaders line is actually accurate. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty good at playing these games, isn't he? Um, anyone who's mm. been to a Crusaders <laughs> training knows that there's plenty of games played, uh, especially by, by Razor. Um, look, I think if, uh, he's in a good position because he's in a job that he loves and he's in a job that he's very, very good at. 
so it's going to need to be a really good offer for him to leave that. But I agree with what Brendan was saying before. You know, like he, he needs to get to that next step for his own uh, career as well to, to test himself at the next level. Um, but it needs to be the right one for him. Whether or not, as I said earlier, whether or not a job like England would be the right job for him, I don't know. I think it might be a step too far out of his comfort zone. But um, yeah, I agree. If he's if he's not getting something that, that that's going to rock his socks to go to, then why wouldn't he leave? For, uh, why wouldn't he stay at the Crusaders, a, a team that he's built up from uh, uh, from a position of being an underachiever back to being the dominant force of the, the Pacific? Brendan, what's your gut telling you? Do you think Razor's going to get this All Blacks job here in New Zealand, or do you think he'll be the the greatest one that ever got away? Well, it's that's probably the biggest question, isn't it? Um, yeah. Look, I personally think he probably should get the job. Um, look, he's he's raises a bloody good fella. I've been lucky enough to play in a couple of teams with him. He's a genuine good rooster, um, and and the players want to play for him. Does he fit into the All Black coaches mould that we've had previously and many years before? No, he doesn't. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what the All Blacks need. Um, rugby's moved. Um, but in saying that, there's a couple of other guys uh, play, uh, coaching in Japan that uh, put their hand up and are pretty interested in the coaching job and, and, and have been in that conversation with Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown, who are a reasonably successful team together as a coaching unit. So um, do they come into the conversation when it comes to the All Blacks? Um, I'm sure they're talking to them in some way or form. Um, so I don't think it's a given for Razor. I really don't. And, and that's probably what makes it quite intriguing at the moment is is there is no definitive yes, he's definitely going to get it. Um, that's why it's been so interesting to sit back and listen to some of the people talk about it like we are now. So, uh, look, I, I I think Razor's um, certainly made his, uh, his, his thoughts um, heard. He's told everyone what he wants to do. He wants to stay here in Coast of Crusaders. He wants to be the All Black next All Black coach. And and like Thorpe said, you've got to you've got to admire him for that. So um, and and Gatlin's you know put his hand up and said, look, he's, he should be the next All Black coach. And on record, on the record he's got, he probably should be. So um, it's going to be an interesting sort of month or so to see what New Zealand rugby does do. Yeah, you're so right. It's such a tough one to call. I mean, there's been so many comments like we're making now, but that's part of this merry-go-round. And I guess, Thorpey, just lastly on this um, with Razor, from a journalist's perspective and also just from a fan's perspective, what would the fallout be or how bad do you think it'll be should Razor not get this job? I think it would be, I think it would be massively detrimental to New Zealand rugby um, because they seem to be able to um, uh, uh, fail in, 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 in positions like this. It's, uh, the, the biggest boost that New Zealand rugby's had over the last two years uh, in an up-and-down season for the All Blacks has absolutely been the Black Ferns. So they're, they're now riding on the crest of a wave and they need to seize the next opportunity to keep the public coming with them. And I think if they... Uh, if they went in a, another direction, and dare I say it, in a safer direction um, than, than Scott Robertson, then I think they risk kind of losing that, that support. And it, that's important. 
because that's bums on seats, that's filling stadiums, and that's buying Sky subscriptions, um, you know, all of which adds to, adds, adds to their revenue and their income. So uh, I, I think they need to make the right decision, and um, I know they'll make all the noises about uh, going through the processes, et cetera, et cetera, but uh, public support is such a big thing. Um, and when you're not winning as a right, as we uh, as we haven't been over the past two years, um, I think they need need to do the right thing and and make sure that um, that they've got that public support. Mm. Accurate. Hey, uh, Brendan, how come you're not on the coaching list for the Highlanders? They've got Nasi Manu and Ben Smith. You're the only cult hero missing now. To be fair, mate, they rang up and asked if I'd look after the boys when the lights went out. So. Uh... <laughs> That's uh, that's when I come into mine, um, and unfortunately they don't want the boys out after dark. So uh, yeah, I missed out on their job. But um, you know, look, it's great that they've got those two guys back involved. Um, they're both fantastic men, and they're good Highlanders men, and they led that team to a fantastic win in 2015. So uh, I think it's great for the Highlanders and great for the environment. And um, I tell you what, if they wanted me to go down and wash the rugby balls, I'll be down there too. Don't worry, I love it. <laughs> Thorpe, you'll love this one too. Warriors return to Christchurch for their last preseason hit out on the 19th of Feb uh, next year against the Melbourne Storm afternoon game at Orange Theory. Thoughts, feels, opinions? Honestly, if Auckland feels like they've had a dearth of rugby league over the last few years with the Warriors being based in, in Aussie, spare a thought for us. You know, like, <laughs> when was the last time they were here? In fact, I think I know the answer. Was it Penrith about. Four years ago, I remember going there with my boys. You know, I think um, it was Manly. Was it Manly? I think so. Yeah, well, there you go. It was too long ago to remember. Uh, will you be going? We've been, we've been starved. I will absolutely go. Love the league. Love the league, even if it is the Warriors. <laughs> Come on, Thorpe. Once a fan, you're always yeah. a fan, aren't you? I know, and that's the hard part about it, right? You know, they're, they're like a, a habit that you just can't kick. Every single season when we kick off again, I'm back in, um, only to be disappointed by about round eight. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, I'll be there. We've got them pre-season. We don't have to get to season eight, so that uh, round eight. So that'll be brilliant. And also, thought, uh, Pakis- uh, Black Caps leave to Pakistan very soon. What's your thoughts on that tour going ahead, sending our team over there over Christmas? You know, it's just impossible to argue against it now that England have gone there and done it, right? So beforehand, I'd take the point, but England now have uh, have set the precedent. And what a first test that was, England versus Pakistan. An absolute dreadful pitch in Rawalpindi. And uh, and, and Basball, I know he hates that term, um, absolutely came to the party. So uh, I tell you what, we are overdue to go there, and and it couldn't be a worse time really to go because the the expectations are, are so high. But um, great to see them return, to be honest, and and I hope they enjoy it. Brendan, are you a cricket man? Yeah, I really enjoy watching the cricket, and and look, I suppose that's international cricket too, isn't it? They, uh, the boys tend to travel a lot around that time of year, and and but what a place to go and test yourself in a. In a, in a pretty hostile environment like that, so I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. And, and look, at the end of the day, the guys themselves will be keen to get over there and put a good performance in too. So, looking forward to watching a bit of it. 
yeah, I had to laugh because obviously um, with Brendan McCullum taking over at England, like what a Kiwi coach can do with England, hey? <laughs> well, there you go. Rose, he's, he's set the presidents, hasn't he? So uh, <laughs> Bez has set the bar high and Rose is going to have to stump up. And just in, to go a bit full circle on this one for you, Brendan, with Eddie Jones, what do you see next for him? I was meant to ask you about six questions ago, but what do you see next for the rogue man? Oh, look, I think he's sitting quite nicely. He's just been paid out $1.3 million. Um, he'll be sitting back at Christmas time sucking on a beer, being very, very happy. Um, I don't think he'd be too concerned that he's lost the England job. Um, and for me, I think someone, some international side will pick him up because he has got one hell of a record when it comes to World Cups and performances at World Cups. Um, the only thing that's probably counted against Eddie is he, he tends to get to that three to four year sort of cycle and the players start getting sick of him, uh, the way he performs because uh, he's a pretty intense man. But you can't fold his record when it comes to World Cups and he's had some big results for, for a lot of teams. Australia, 2007 on the South Africa. He's done it with the All, against the All Blacks of England in 2019. So... You, can, you, can't, you can't fault the men's uh, record when it comes to World Cups. And I'll tell you what, if I was a, a, a team that's uh, nearing the, the top of the well, this World Cup's going to be so close, isn't it? Um, I would certainly be looking at maybe getting him involved in some form. And, uh, and, I'd, and if I was Eddie Jones, I'd be sitting back at Christmas time being very comfortable with where I'm sitting. He's got choices, I would say. And that's, uh, from Eddie's point of view, he'd be pretty excited about that. Yeah, well, Brendan and Thorpe, I've really enjoyed talking to you both this morning. Thank you so much. I hope you're both sucking back a couple of beers at Christmas time too. Thank you so much for that. That was the panel proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Thanks again, guys. Have a fab weekend. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. And that's it for the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner this week. I've been your host, Jordan Oppett, filling in for Frankie. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.